many of you like to be encouraged? Amen. And if, if there's somebody that does not like to be encouraged when it comes to the things of God, then there's something wrong. Come on up here right now. We'll start the prayer line. We'll pray for you. We'll do something we don't normally do. We'll tarry over you until you get your deliverance and until you get your breakthrough. Amen. Nobody, thank God there's nobody in that Nobody in that state. Amen. The Lord is good and he is absolutely worthy of all of our praises. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise and glory in here. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. Page 1549 if you have that same Bible, I believe. Philippians chapter 4, amen, hallelujah. And it is periodically that the Lord would have us to, just to go back and to get that word of encouragement from him. We're in that time of the year when and, 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 and people are, are, are stressing out and, and there's a lot of pressure on them because it's Christmas time and they may not have uh, the resources to be able to do for their friends and their family, their loved ones that they would normally like to do, and they get depressed. There are people who have no families, they have no friends, and, and you know, they're basically all alone in this world, and they get depressed over those kinds of things, they're, you know, but the Lord always has that ram in the bush for us. So today, he would have me stand before you and give you a word of encouragement out of the word of God. So if it's straight out of the word of the Lord, then it must be true. If it's straight out of the word of the Lord coming from me, through me, to you, then it must be for each and every one of you that are here in our service on today. Praise the Lord. Amen. So here we are in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again... I say, what? Rejoice. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I, you, you, you didn't hear me uh, call that scripture out correctly because I didn't get any feedback on that. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Page 1549. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, let's go over to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 37 in verse 4. Now you say amen when you get it. Oh, glory be to God. Somebody said amen. amen. Show off. <laughs> Hallelujah. All we want in every crowd. Isn't there always a show off in every crowd? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read it to you in Philippians chapter 4, uh, 37, excuse me. Thank you very much. Somebody's paying attention. Thank you so much. All right, so now, where did I tell you to go? Psalms 37. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 4. We're going to read that in two particular uh, translations today. And some of these you may have and some of those you may not have. But uh, media, they should be available for you when we get to that point. So I'm going to read it to you here in the King James Version. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And in the Amplified, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and the secret petitions of 
your heart. Well, you ought to be rejoicing over that word already. Hallelujah. Because that's what the Lord said. We rejoice. You should be rejoicing because the Lord wants to give you the desires of your heart when you become putty in his hands. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, in other words, right now, amen, hallelujah, we need to rejoice in the Lord. So, if we need to rejoice in the Lord, why don't we do this? I just got this bright idea. I got this fresh revelation from on I, even as I was saying in that, why don't we make the choice to rejoice? Is that all right with everybody? Well, not only should you make the choice to rejoice, but we have got to make the right choice, and the right choice is rejoice in the Lord always. Now, follow me here just a moment. We make choices in our lives every day. You can either say, good morning, Lord, or good Lord, it's morning. You have opportunity to do that. You see, and it's the way that you do things and the way that you say things. So you need to make the choice today. Oh, good Lord, it's morning. No, 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 no. We're not, we're ma- we're not making that choice. We're going to say, good Lord, it's morning. And when we get up out of every morning, the devil, ought to, he, he ought to start quaking just when he hears the thunder sound of your feet hit the floor every morning. So here they come again. Good Lord. How many of you want to be that person that the devil quakes when he hears the sound of your voice, when he hears the sound of your footprint touching the floor every morning? Hallelujah. But nobody wakes up happy and successful. It's a choice for you to wake up happy and successful. How many of you would make the choice to wake up happy and successful every morning that you get up? I make that choice going to bed at night, wake up in the morning, and I'm sure I'm making that choice throughout the night. Uh, even when I'm in that, what do they call that, that realm, you know, that REM sleep, whatever that is, when, you, you know, when you're in that, that real deep sleep. Making that choice, making the right choice is interesting, and that's something that we all should do every day. Hallelujah. How many of you are disciplined in the things that you do on your job? You do things every day by discipline. You're disciplined to get up in the morning, probably maybe go out and start your car up in the morning and do whatever, you know, turn the heat on, do all of those things. Stop at the Wawa, stop at the 7-Eleven, stop at the Dunkin' Donuts, stop at Starbucks, some of those places. Some things you do every day when they walk in, they see you coming, they got your stuff set up for you right there. I like that kind of discipline. When I walk in the store and they see me coming, I like to be greeted by my name. I like them to know what I'm there for. They know what to do when I walk in the store. You heard a testimony about that a little bit on this morning. So I just like that kind of treatment. But most people are not disciplined. I mean, they're disciplined to do what they do on a daily basis in preparing themselves for work. But there are a whole lot of believers and saints of God that are not disciplined in delighting themselves in the Lord. Discipline by itself does not work. Because most of us by nature, each one of us by nature, we, we, we're not disciplined enough to make discipline work for us. So we need something else to help us along the way. How many of us need a little help this morning? Well, we, we, we just don't start out with discipline when it comes to the things of God. 
everybody doesn't have discipline, but one of the things that I found out is everybody has desires. Anybody in here with some desires? Well, if you delight yourself in the Lord, then he will give you the, the things that you're praying for, the things that you're believing him for. He will give you the desires of your heart. But your desires, now here we're going somewhere here now. So now your desires, they form your decisions that you make. I mean, we all have to, you know what? I've got a taste for this. I've got a taste for that. I'd like to have some of this. I'd like to have some of that. So then when we have those desires, we now begin the process of taking those steps to make sure that our, our taste, our desires, uh, that they come to manifestation. So your desires form your disciplines, which form, well, excuse me now, let me just back up here a minute. Your desires form your decisions, which form your disciplines. You know, it sounds like I, I, I had a conversation with that gentleman that Elder Dave was talking about, right, that he just conducted that business opportunity with. Wasn't that awesome when he talked about those things? Amen. Amen. That is the super, supernatural manifestation of the word of God because we had just prayed that in our Bible study and he wasn't in the room when we prayed that and lo and behold he says even before you call I will glory be to God we need to start calling on the Lord calling out what we want from him so we don't start with discipline we start with our desire when we want to receive things so let me just ask you this question and aside from the fact that it is Christmas time and we're in that Christmas season, what do you want for yourself and your family? You think about that. What do you want from God? Do those desires mesh together? Do they dovetail together? And if you don't know what you want from God, here's the bad news, people of God. God can't even help you. If you don't know what you want from him. You know, sometimes when the children are crying and we say, well, what's the matter? What's the problem? And they're crying and we say, well, stop crying. Stop bawling. You know, stop pitching that snit fit. I said snit, S-N-I-T, fit. And tell me what you want. And when they finally, (laughs) and they finally, we get them finally to talking and they tell us what we want. We say, well, that's plain and simple. Here it is right here. That's all you had to do was ask in the first place. So we've got to know what we want from God because if we don't know what we want from God, then he can't do what we want him to do in our lives. So the only way for us to find out what God has in store for us, what he wants for us, what we want from him is to get in the word of God. Hallelujah. So in Philippians here, it says here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 in the NIV, He says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I will say it again, rejoice. We read that from the Amplified, but let me read it to you again. Rejoice in the Lord always, delight, gladden yourselves in him. Again, I say, come on, help me out now, rejoice. Now, here it is in the message. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, just revel in him. So we all make choices every day. Some of our choices don't hurt us. And some of our choices 
can hurt us, as we well know. But it's up to us today, up to you, to make the choice to rejoice. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5 in the NIV, it says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And I love the message uh, translation of that as well, of Philippians 4 and 5. He says, make it as clear as you can to tell all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to to arrive. He could show up any minute. Come on, everybody say, he could show up any minute. Now let's go a little further and say, he's here right now. Hallelujah. So that means, hallelujah, he's here in our midst right now. So we all make choices every day. Some of those choices, again, don't hurt us. Some of them do. Some believers choose not to rejoice. How many people of God do you know that you have to actually say to them, hey, if you feel all right, if you've been blessed, why don't you notify your face? Unfortunately, I've had that conversation with, with, with many believers in the Lord. They just choose not to rejoice. Some believers, some saints of God, even choose to be unhappy in their lives. I can't understand why any saint of God, any child of God, would want to be unhappy in any area of their lives. But believe it or not, there are some that are. So now here, this is written by the Apostle Paul here, to the church at Philippi, Philippians chapter 4. So Paul wants us to understand something that is very important here in this particular chapter of Philippians. The first thing is, number one, that the Lord is near. He's near. He could show up any minute. And the next thing he wants us to know is that we are never alone. Hallelujah. Even when it's only just you, and you can only see your physical manifestation, you are never alone. Why? Because the Lord is always there with you. Hallelujah. He's always there with you, even when you don't think he is. And when he shows up in the midst of your challenge, glory be to God, because he's always there with you, everything is going to be all right. You know, there are just some people, when you see them coming, you know when you're in the midst of turmoil and trial and anxiety and pressure, when they show up, you know that everything's going to be all right. right. Hallelujah. The Lord, he could show up any minute or any second, and your troubles would be gone away just like that. Everybody say, just like that. that. Hallelujah. He could show up any second. And your enemy that's coming against you will turn around and run away from you because he sees the visible, physical manifestation in the presence of the Lord. He sees one of those ministering angels, hallelujah, the angel of the Lord with that flaming sword twirling and gleaming in the sunlight, and they'll turn around and go the other way. Hallelujah. He could show up any second with a financial blessing that will absolutely turn things around for you. Somebody say millions of dollars. Say billions of dollars. Oh, you're starting to rejoice right now. Hallelujah. How many of you received that today? Hallelujah. He could show up at any second and any pain that you may be feeling 
will absolutely go away. Hallelujah. No wonder the Apostle Paul said here in this fourth chapter of Philippians, no wonder he said, rejoice in the Lord always. Hallelujah. Now in the book of 1 Samuel, in chapter 3, if you have it, I want you to just turn over there. And I'm going to read it to you in a few different translations here. Well, maybe we'll stay with the NIV. We don't have that available for you right now. So you'll just have to follow along with me as best you can. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. So we find here in, here in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3 that the Lord, he calls Samuel. Samuel, great prophet, great man of God, was mighty in the things that he did, mightily used of God. Now I'm reading in the NIV. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord unto Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. So it was so sad during that time and in those days that the word of the Lord was really rare. It was rare. They didn't have the Bible as we know it today where they could go to the Bible and open to chapter 4 of Philippians and look in verse 4 and say, rejoice in the Lord. Well, the word of the Lord must be speaking to me. But aren't you glad that you go to a church where you can hear the word of the Lord? Amen, somebody. Verse 2. So one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. Verse 3, the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple, Lord, where the ark of God was. Can you imagine being in the temple of the Lord, in that place where the ark of God was? My God, what an awesome experience here. Verse 4, then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered and said, here I am. In verse 5, and he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So Samuel went back and he lay down. Verse 6, again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and he said, here am I, you called me? My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him as a prophet of God. So here's the interesting thing here. So Samuel now, Samuel did not yet even know the Lord, and yet the Lord spoke to him. Verse 8. The Lord called Samuel a third time. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here am I. You called me? Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. But Samuel didn't realize that God was speaking to him. So here we find that three times the Lord speaks, and three times this young boy Samuel missed hearing God. Sometimes 
the Lord can speak to us and we can miss it. Amen, somebody. But I, in my own personal experience, in my own walk with the Lord, I need to know that the Lord is always with me, that he's always near me, that he's always that very present helpful in my time of trouble. All of us as people of God, we need to know that the Lord is what? With us. I need to hear the Lord speak to me. We all need to hear the Lord speak to us. Amen? So here we are at verse 9. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say this. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. So the Bible says that the word of the Lord was rare, and yet God is patient with someone who misses it three times. Now here it is, people of God. God did not give up on Samuel. And Eli told Samuel, he said, if he calls, you say to him, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now here we are in verse 10. So the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So the Lord himself came there, he stood there, and he called as he did all of those other times, and he said, Samuel, Samuel. We just need to ask the Lord to keep speaking to us, do we not, people of God? I don't want the Lord to ever give up on me. Thank God that the Lord does not ever give give up on us, people of God, amen? I want the Lord to keep on speaking to me until I get the message and understand what he is saying to me. Lord, don't give up speaking to me, Lord. Verse 11. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. People of God, you ought to be rejoicing because the Lord is about to do something in your life that will make the ears of everybody else tingle and make their eyes buck out of their heads because God is going to do something supernatural for you in ways that you have not yet even determined and you can't even understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 11, in the message, God said to Samuel, listen carefully. I'm getting ready to do something in Israel that is going to shake everyone up and get their attention. How many of you are ready for that shaking up? Hallelujah. How many of you are ready for that attention grabber? God is getting ready to do something for his people that is going to shake everybody up. God, hallelujah, is getting ready to do something for you that will get somebody's attention, people of God. God is getting ready to do something for you for the body of Christ that will shake up all those unbelievers, all of those haters, all of those naysayers, and all those doubters. How many of you believe God? Well, with all of that, hallelujah, if you had not been convinced to this point in time, you need to be convinced that you need to make choice to rejoice yes. in the Lord. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. We all have needs, do we not? Amen. 
in the spiritual and in the natural realm, we all have needs. So here we are, back in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and I'm still reading in the NIV. This is what it says. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Here's what it says in the message. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. How many of you have some concerns? Don't, don't fret. Don't worry. Instead, pray. Let your petitions and your praises shape your worries, your concerns into prayers. He said, well, how do I talk to the Lord? How do I let him know those things? This is how you do it. Make the choice to rejoice first. And then you don't what? You don't fret or worry. And then you let petitions and praises shape your worries. Then you go to God with your list. And you let him know what you want. Then you get specific about what you want. If you need a spiritual blessing, Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. If you need a financial blessing, Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. If you need joy, Jesus is on the main line. Look, where's my... Where are my Holy Ghost people? Where are my Pentecostal people in here? Where are my holiness people in this place? Is this a sanctified church? Well, you know the song. Come on now, help me out here this morning. You hear me struggling up here, sound a little hoarse in my voice, but I'm rejoicing in the Lord, so Jesus is on the main line. Hallelujah, glory be to God. If you need joy, hallelujah, if you need peace, Glory be to God. If you need a miracle, if you just need to sit at his feet, this is on the main line, tell him what you want. If you need him to touch you, Jesus is on the main line. In fact, he's right here. Instead of your worries shaping your petitions and praises, let your petitions and praises shape your worries. Make the choice to rejoice. I hear something that I said earlier. Our desires become our decisions, and our decisions become our disciplines. When you make the right decisions, when you have those desires that line up with God's will, God's way, and God's purpose for your life, make the choice to rejoice. Joshua chapter 19. Verse 9. I'll give you a minute to get there. Joshua chapter 19, verse 9. All right, all the show-offs, come on, say amen. amen. Praise God. <laughs> now, I'm reading to you, continuing to read here, Joshua chapter 19, verse 9 in the NIV. The inheritance of the Sinites was taken from the... Now, Pay attention to this. Pay attention. Now, this, watch this here. Here's a key for you. The inheritance of the Sinites was taken from the share of Judah. 
Because Judah's portion was more than they needed. So, the Sinites received their inheritance within the territory of Judah. Now, here's in the Message Bible. The inheritance of Simeon came out of the share of Judah. Because Judah's portion turned out to be more than they needed. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Hallelujah. To have your portion to turn out to be more than you needed. That's how the people of Simeon came to get their lot from within Judah's portion. So when Joshua was dividing up the land among the Israelites, he took some of Judah's portion and he gave it to the tribe of Simeon. So Judah's portion just happened to turn out more than they needed. Now we know that the name Judah means we know that the name Judah means we know that the name Judah means shout me down somebody praise praise this portion listen you didn't get it listen praise this portion just happened to be more than what they needed people of God hallelujah so when you're a praiser There it is. You will always get more than what you need. Are there any praises in the house? When you make the choice to rejoice, you will always have more than you need. People of God, somebody ought to stand up on their feet right now. When your name, when your name means praise, hallelujah, you will always have more than you need. So let's make a choice. Right now, to be praised. Everybody. Your first name, your middle name, your last name, ought to be praised every time the unbelievers, every time the believers see you coming, they ought to say, "Uh uh-oh, here comes praise. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, you can be seated now in the presence of the Lord. So now, so now we're moving here from the book of Joshua to the book of Psalms. So in the book of Psalms, when we read about that, and, and, and much of that was about David, and David made some good choices, and he made some bad choices in his life. But one of the things I like about David is the fact that he made the choice to rejoice no matter what he was going through. Now, In the last five books of Psalms, the last five chapters of the book of Psalms, excuse me, Psalms 146 through 150, each chapter begins and ends with the phrase, praise ye the Lord. Now, between each chapter, David tells all about what God has done and all about what God can do for him. So now, we're going to read it in the King James Bible. Let me get you in the King James so you understand it very clearly. So turn to Psalms uh, 146, verse 1. Hallelujah. Come and get you. I I, I want to get you in in the praise mood. Amen, everybody? Everybody there? Amen. All right, so read that first portion of that for me. What does it say? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. All right, now go down and look at verse 10. What's it say? The Lord shall reign forever. Even my God, O Zion, unto all generations. Come on. 
Praise ye the Lord. So the Lord wants us to do what? Make the voice to rejoice no matter what you may be going through. Psalm 147 and 1. Just jump across the page. Flip your, you know, take a little swipe of your finger. Psalm 147 and 1. And we're going to read it together. For it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant and praise is Drop down to verse 20. He hath not dealt so with any nation, and as for his judgments, they have not known them. Make the choice to rejoice, people. Go to Psalm 148, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from heavens. Praise him in the heights. Drop down to verse 14. He also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints. Even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him, come on, shout me down. Praise ye the Lord. Make the choice to rejoice. Psalm 149, verse 1. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the saints. Drop down to the last verse 9. To execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Can somebody rejoice and give God praise in here? Hallelujah. Well, we're not done yet now. Psalm 150, verse 1. Praise God in his... Praise him. All right, now, we're going to go right on now. We're going to go down here and look at two. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Verse 3. Praise at the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and verse. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Verse 5. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Verse 6. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Now, hallelujah. Glory be to God. We're not done yet. Glory to God. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. Page 953. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen, Pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord, God, is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the and sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to claim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Verse 2, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Let's keep reading. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, planting of the Lord, that he might be... All right, let me read it to you in the NIV. The spirit of the sovereign God is on me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He hath sent me to bind up the broken to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, 
and the day of vengeance of our God to put all horn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Let me read it to you in the Message Bible. Verse 1. The Spirit of God, the Master, is on me because God anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, announce freedom to all captives, pardon all prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of his grace. A celebration of God's destruction of our enemies and to comfort all who mourn. To care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion. Give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes. Messages of joy instead of doom. A praising heart instead of a languid, unenergetic spirit. Rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display his glory. How many want to be planted by God to display his glory? Well, you ought to start rejoicing in the Lord. So listen, people, I, we can make the choice to rejoice because God has provided a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We can make the choice to rejoice because God provided a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. You can rejoice in the Lord because God has provided us Messages of joy instead of messages of gloom. Somebody once told me, a former member of the church told me, said, you know, listen, you just preach too much happy, happy, good stuff. I want to hear some fire and brimstone stuff. So I said, how about this? The Lord rebuke you. Get behind me, Satan, and don't come back. God is telling us right now. That if we would put on his garment of praise and praise his holy name, that he would take care of any situation or circumstance in your life that is not liking, that is not to your liking right now. For God is telling us right now that if we put on his garment of praise and praise his holy name, he would take care of any situation, any obstacle that you might have in your life right now. So come on, stand to your feet. Only if you've made the choice to rejoice in the Lord, if you're physically able to do that. Enjoy the Lord, people of God. You've got to learn how to bless His holy name. For the Bible says it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It's a good thing to rejoice in the Lord. Don't you think so? Well, let's shout to the Lord and give Him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. There are 22 commands or scriptures in the word of God that specifically tell us that we are to rejoice in the Lord. But here, let me tell you this here. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 in the NIV. Nehemiah said, this day is sacred to our Lord. Don't grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. And I love this. I love this. I love this. And whatever I'm looking for encouragement, I love going back to Philippians and reading there in Philippians yeah. chapter 4. And just reading in, in verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. Now, Paul knew what he was talking about. Paul bore 145 stripes on his back. He had many bruises from being stoned at a place called Lystra. 
He was beaten with rods. He was in prison many times. He suffered hunger and persecution. And God only knows what else that man suffered in his life. And if he went through all of that, but he still had enough presence of mind, to show it was preserved for you and for me. And the body of Christ, verse 4, chapter 4, when he said, listen, you just keep rejoicing in the Lord always. And when you feel like you want to stop rejoicing, just continue to rejoice in the Lord. Don't you think then now because of, we ought to be ashamed of our complaints? Don't you think we ought to be ashamed about the things that we don't see manifesting in our lives right now? We don't have any complaints at all. All we need to do is just start rejoicing in the Lord. And say as we said, we started saying a couple of weeks ago, Lord, we want to see convincing manifestation of your blessings, of your word, of your promises in our lives every day in the spiritual and in the natural. Come on and give the Lord a shout of praise and glory in here.